Hey there, welcome back to You, Me, and the SEC. It's Missouri week. Are you yeah. excited? I don't think I could be any... That sounds really bad. I, yeah. I couldn't yeah. be any less excited, but it's... I'm, this is not one that You look I really have. sad right now. <laughs> don't you? Aren't you willing to admit your incredible excitement to be talking Missouri football? Totally. I did learn a lot, I will say that. I think we did. I think we learned a, a lot along the way uh, on this one. We've been at the beach for the last week, so that's been uh, the reason for our kind of slower pace to, to get to Missouri, but we're excited to talk about one of the newbies for the SEC and their adventures in their first eight or so, nine years, uh, who's counting, uh, in the SEC so far. Um, what do you think Missouri has to do to be like considered legitimate SEC? I mean, what does make a school in the SEC besides geography? I guess that's what you're asking. Yeah, is culturally what what does Missouri do? Because what does Missouri football do to get the place where it's not where like oh it's time for Missouri? Yeah, because I feel like that's where we are. I mean, but they weren't always like that. There were a couple years that we'll talk about that I don't think people felt that way when Missouri came calling. Right? Like they were in it, and it was like oh yeah, gosh, but, here's Missouri. But what I'm saying is that they're not. You're, so you're talking culturally, not yes. like what the football team can do. What else are we doing here? We don't <laughs> care about football. Well, you mentioned football, and I okay. Anyways, well, you know they do have good barbecue. Okay, that's true. So that's already a big plus. So, um, I don't know. Maybe, and they do have a lot of good traditions, but maybe a little more traditions that I know about. I don't Start know. Start some new traditions. <laughs> Start some Get new with it. traditions. I think it's, uh, I think geography is working against them. I think it's. Um, I don't think they're quirky enough. They don't no. have anything quirky about them. No. They're I, pretty like Midwestern. I say what I feel. I am who I am. It's your big theory. It is my, it's a good theory. And it's just like you, you get what you get with Missouri and there's no like faffing about and I feel like with all the other schools, there's faffing about. Well, how is so Arkansas, Fayetteville is like fairly close to the Missouri border, and mm -hmm. yet we don't really consider like. I do. I don't know. Throwing shade at Arkansas. Look out, <laughs> pigs. Throwing you under the bus. Um, well, Arkansas has got enough like Texas vibe to them that they can claim that. To the south, yeah. Missouri's got Arkansas vibe. I mean, that's just too, too, too far removed from the south. Yeah, I don't know if you want that smell. Um, so Missouri, uh, what about you? What do what you the, think? What do they have to do to get yeah. full SEC? I think that they need to play for twenty more years in the conference. Oh wow! I think that's, that's what a, you got to do. I mean, it's a big buy-in. Well, I mean, Arkansas and South Carolina mm -hmm. came in in nineteen ninety-two. And if you had asked someone maybe 15 years older than me, do they feel fully SEC? Because for me, they do. Mm -hmm. Because I was, what, six when they came in. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it just takes time. But I feel like Texas A&M is already, like, right. I feel like they are already there. I think just in a the scope and scale of what football means in Texas. So I think, but we'll get to that later. But, you know, I mean, that makes sense because, you know, when they came in, it was Texas A&M that wanted to come in, and they just invited Missouri because they needed another player. Yeah. You know, like, so 
they were kind of like, sure, you can play with us. Yeah, you can come in. We need to even sigh. That's true. Uh, all right. So if you haven't figured it out, Missouri hasn't always been in the SEC. That's right. Uh, just a little bit of the story kind of around that. Missouri was in the Big 12, which if you don't know your conferences, uh, the Big 12 had, wait for it, 12 teams. All right. Big time Listen, right there. Look that's at that not map. Always, that's not always It's not always the case because the Big 10 has 11 or had 11. Uh, so... The Big 12 has 12 teams. Uh, It had been formed in the mid-90s out of the Big 8 and the Southwest Conference. So the Big 8 was mostly like the the big titans of the Big 8 were Oklahoma and Nebraska. Right. And then the Southwest, uh, the big titan was Texas. And then you had A&M and Baylor. And at one point you had Arkansas, but they left. So basically they took the big teams out of the Southwest and the Big 8 and they made the Big 12. So, and it stayed that way for about 15 years. Um, But what happened with the Big 12 is that um, Texas became basically the media um, and money bell cow. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and you had other programs in the uh, the Big 12, like Nebraska, Oklahoma, uh, that had a lot of tradition, a lot of success, Texas A&M as well. But Texas... uh, through their media partners, aka the Longhorn Network, right, um, was able to basically rake in all this money to where there wasn't any sort of equitable sharing agreement of money in the Big 12. So you have programs like Oklahoma State and Kansas looking at Texas and saying, Phew, they're getting all this money and we're not like working at this together. Right. So you're going to eventually get some programs that are like, well, maybe we can get into a conference that gives us the ability to make more of a a stake because the Big 12 doesn't have that. Um, So Colorado makes the decision to go to the Pac-12, and Nebraska makes the decision to go to the Big 10. So geographically, those make quite a bit of sense. Right. Um, A&M actually thought about going to the Pac-12 as well. Hmm. And at that point, it was the Pac-10. And A&M thought, well, maybe we can go to the Pac-12 and get the Pac-12 a market in Texas. That would have been huge for the Pac-12. Um, but that didn't happen. They decided to go to the SEC. Which I remember, again, like growing up with these associations or conferences, it's just like, whoa, that's weird, right? Yeah. A&M goes to the SEC, but that's the decision that happened. Missouri, geographically, is in an area where they could be Big 12, they could be Big 10, they could be SEC. Right. They're right in the kind of that middle ground. And Missouri are actually indeed the Midwest, aren't that's they? That's what it is. <laughs> and Missouri actually at first tried to basically put a little flyer out there and be like, Psst, Big Ten. Like we'd be really good. Like Nebraska's there, like let us in. It'd be right. really cool. And the Big Ten was like, <clears throat> nah. And they were I don't know if the Big Ten talks that way, but they were looking at uh not so much the Missouri media market, but they were looking at the New York media market. So they recruited Rutgers. Oh, wow. Uh, in order to get into that market uh, and said, Missouri, we don't need you. And Missouri was like, well, where are we going to go? Well, like we talked about, guess who needs an extra team to get to an even number? Right. That wow. Would, well, that, do you feel like that's working out for Missouri? You feel like, I don't know, how do you think they would have done in the Big Ten? Oh, I think they would have done. So they would probably have gone into the Big Ten West, which is a pretty cruddy division mm-hmm. i mean you really have wisconsin 
And then, I mean, there's no one else. You would think Nebraska, but they haven't been consistent at all since they moved from the Big 12. So I think Missouri would have done very well. Right. And I think as we're going to talk about, they've done pretty well in the SEC. They've won true. two division titles. So I don't think we're in a position to, to say you made a crappy move. But, you know, I think Missouri is always going to be in a position to where they are geographically um, on the outside and and flexible. I mean, oh, if, you, okay, yeah. if you said, okay, Big Ten is trying to get to 16 teams, if they could look at Missouri, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee to say that they're going to stay with the SEC uh, f- forever. And I think some school officials have kind of made that point. They're like, you know, listen, we're here for now, but that doesn't mean we're, we're going to be here forever. Unlike some SEC teams that if they left the SEC, it'd be World War Three. Right. They would fall apart. Um, and then the last thing with that, with that move, uh, Missouri did lose its traditional rivalry game. We saw that with Texas A&M, mm-hmm. how they lost that Texas game every year. Who is Missouri's traditional rival? Is it Nebraska? It is not. Is it Oklahoma State? It is not. <laughs> is it Kansas? It is. There you go. It's Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, they lose uh, that game with Kansas. And, of course, if we know about Kansas football, it's probably a win that they that they lose every year. That's so true. Um, That's true. So, but here they are. They've come to the big t- or to the SEC, and let's see what happens. And you know, these are all like as someone who kind of grew up in a school that if they left the SEC, um, I honestly just can't even fathom Georgia leaving the SEC. All of these Midwest states and schools that you're saying, um, they float around my head, being like, "Yeah, they're good." But I don't know much about them. And I feel like that's kind of how Missouri is, too. It's like, yeah, I know that that's a good program and they've been good. But I still don't know much about them. And they've been here for like nine years. So. Well, they're not like, they're not a sexy team. No. I mean, no one again, gets. Again, it's the mid. It's your, well, mid, it's your, it's your Midwest. Midwest. Listen, if you're listening to us in the Midwest, and we know some of you are with our statistics, which are surely accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't be too offended. Right. By, by I don't have I don't have comments. this is not disparaging. I'm just saying it's not as sexy as Gainesville, Florida. I'm Listen, sorry. Listen, the jorts <laughs> gets us all excited. Um All right. So where do you want to go? You want to dive into I was going to say something else. What did okay. I lose? Oh, never mind. Yeah, let's dive in. Okay. So, yeah, so the if we have been going the past 10, you know, the last decade what we've been going over um but the first two years of the last decade was not in the SEC. Yeah, Big 12 times uh for Missouri and you always wonder like how are you going to leave because they're making these talks. It's not like they came to the 2012 season and like, "Hey, peace, deuces, we're out." This has been the discussions and was decided, I think, in either late 2010 or early 2011. So okay. it's, you know, it's something that, you know, had been in the cards and been working. So how do you how do you leave there? How do you go out? Well, just for context, Missouri in uh, the late 2000s had an incredible run. They mm. they were they Number one in the country at one point, two thousand seven. Right. For the, I mean, there were about ten school uh, teams that were number one in the country at some point, two thousand seven. Crazy year, but still, they had been a national power, mm-hmm. uh, and were were relevant in the Big Twelve, um, and did well those last two seasons. Right. Yeah. So they. Um yeah, 2010, they go 10-3, and three, um, and they were Big 12 North champs, which I guess that's divided in North and South. 
It's my guess. North and west, actually. Really? No, not at all. Oh, north and south. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I was about to get mad for some reason. Actually, I'm sorry. They tied Nebraska for Big 12 North champs that year. They had Their quarterback was Blaine Gabbert. Yes, Blaine. Blaine, okay. What a name, right? Blaine. B, uh, B, no, B, Blaine. Yeah, B-L-A-N-E. Well, yeah, yeah. I right? thought you said, okay. You never thought mind. I was saying Lane? No. Blake. What are we talking about? I don't know. Blaine, that makes me think of um, that magician. David. David Blaine. Yes. So, I like your little magician I, move. I what kind of magician tricks are you doing with your hands right now? I don't know anything about Blaine Gabbard. Do you know anything about imagining ma- him as a magician. Do you know anything about magicians? I know David Blaine. Do you know David Copperfield? I know David Copperfield. I know Harry Houdini. Any others? No, I don't. I think there's another one that's like he. Now talk about a sexy magician. I think he is one, because he's like one of those like wears like the deep V and it's like silk and it's like. Job obvi- for Arrest and Development. Job for yes, he was actually my favorite. So yeah, anyways, they um, had a really good 2010, 10 and three, and then 2011 was meh. It was kind of it was eight and five, but they beat a number sixteen A and M in overtime, which I think is a nice little. Let's go A and M. We together are going into the SEC with this kind of crazy game that we just played. So there you go. There's James Franklin was our quarterback then. I think he was not the uh, Penn State coach. Not the Penn State or Vanderbilt coach. That's right. So. And then you hit 2012. So tell me about their entrance into the SEC. Not too good. Not too good. No. Do, well, do you have down who their first SEC win was against? No. Is it the Tennessee game? No. Oh, okay. It's sad. For is me, it Kentucky? Least it was Kentucky. Okay. Listen, Kentucky 2012. Like, imagine the worst dumpster fire in the world. And yeah. that is that is what it is. But, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great, but they did win that game in Knoxville in quadruple overtime, right? That's right, 51-48 and four overtimes. But this was the first time in eight seasons that they didn't go to a bowl. Oh, wow. So they ended up going five and seven, and it wasn't an impressive showing at all. And I think a lot of people, when they see that, they're using that, and I would, it as saying okay you've got an eight and five traditionally like eight and four eight and five sec or a big 12 team coming into the sec east mm-hmm. which is not the best better of the two divisions and they go five and seven right of course they do right that makes perfect sense and there's no way that Missouri's going to come in and immediately challenge for sec east titles i remember i actually remember going back to 2012 Brittany. i remember being viscerally angry that missouri was in the east well, that's another geography thing. And because it was purely a geography thing that it, I was like, but they're not east. Are they even east of the Mississippi? They are not. And you it was just really, it was really hard for me in my like, what is an eastist yeah. brain that mm-hmm. I have? That's right. Um, I've accepted them now because I understand my, my world is, is, has brought my world. Would you be willing, broadened. would you be willing to send them to the west trade for Auburn? Yeah, that makes more sense. It does geographically. It, it makes does. A lot of sense. And now we play them every year, anyways. I'm sorry. I think totally from just a Georgia you perspective. You totally do. I apologize. It's very clear. How um, dare you? How dare <laughs> but you? But I don't want to mess with that Al- Alabama Tennessee 
cross rival. Well, they're going to have to figure that out. That's going to end at one point. Yeah. Um, Anyways, back to Missouri. Um, so, so, they, so I was setting it up. Right? Oh, I said, okay. I said, I said, like, there's no way they can come in and like challenge for SEC East titles. And here they are, five and seven. And I was like, <laughs> suckers, right? You suck. You're not going to come in here and win. And then 2013 happens. That's right. 2013. Gosh, this was kind of a crazy time in the SEC West, even though they're East. So yeah. just the SEC in general. It was 2013, 14, 15, right? So 2013, they come in. Um, they beat a number seven Georgia. I don't want to talk about it. Um, and a number 21 A&M with Manziel. You know, they have some really great, like, we are here moments. They lose to um, Auburn. In the SCC championship. Yeah, so... I, I th- so they lose to South Carolina, a number 20 South Carolina. Yeah, I think you're you're totally like saying you're, you're not giving the credit here where credit is, is earned that they are... <laughs> you look offended by my, by my assessment of your, your joy and passion for what Missouri was able to accomplish. Okay, well, you, you share the joy because obviously... So they walk power. into Athens... <laughs> And Athens and, and Georgia ranked number seven in the country, and Missouri's 25th. They're just sneaking into the rankings, and they whoop up on the dogs. I know. Not even close. Not even close. And then the next week, they beat Florida in Columbia, Missouri. And by getting those two wins, I mean, you've basically declared yourselves kings of the East in 2013. And this is a Georgia that the year before had been four year, yards away from going to the national title game. So the the turnaround was awesome. Yeah. And a credit to Gary Pinkle and what he had built at Missouri to be able to go into the East out of the Big 12 and in the second year win a division title. Now you are clearly not impressed. <laughs> no, it really was impressive and I do remember this and I remember this is probably 2012 Brittany 2013 Brittany who's like why is Missouri here? I do not want you. I do not want you here. Um, no, I do remember that. And that is like, I mean, that's their we're here moment. I feel like that's what I said, too. Like, that is, they, this, we have a place in this. Yeah, they're, and like you said, their only loss of the season, of the regular season, was to a ranked South Carolina team. In two overtimes. In, in double overtime. Yeah. Uh, they were number five in the country. Mm-hmm. Going into the SEC title game, they get beat by Nick Marshall and the the miraculous Auburn team that made it to the national title game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a phenomenal year, and you have to ask yourself: Is this like, is this a fluke, or is this something they can repeat? That's right, you know. And then they go to the bowl, they go to the Cotton Bowl, and they beat Oklahoma State. Like, what kind of a number thirteen Oklahoma State? What kind of message does that send? Like, hey, we're in the SEC and we're gonna beat this what big whatever there are teams. Yeah, this is a terrible conference that it is, right? Yeah, I mean, we go in and and beat a team that we were beating regularly uh, some years ago. So yeah, I think that's like okay, we got our legs back because, like you said, they were real. They were. His, Gary Pinkle has been there since I think 2001. Right. And like this is he's not a newbie coach. Right. And it I think that it I, I don't we'll we'll see which was the fluke season 2012 well, or 2013. Well, it was 2012. Right, that's my theory. But I mean, I was going to let the people figure that out themselves. 
Okay. <laughs> the people. <laughs> I don't know how they were going to figure out other than we tell them. All right, yes. well, let's look at 2014. Do you have anything else about 2013? No, I think uh, 2014, they, they repeat what they, they did. They won six games in a row to end the season. Yeah. To win the SEC East once again. Now, I think we should go ahead and say that by this point, Georgia is headed into the the apathetic end of the Mark Richt era. Florida is still recovering from losing uh, Urban Meyer, so they're they're kind of in Muschamp land, mm-hmm. so they're not really rocking it. Uh, South Carolina is starting to slide downhill. At the, the the good Spurrier years are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. This may have been one of the years close to this when he quit in the middle of the season. Right. Uh, we'll right. have to cover that here soon. Uh, Kentucky is garbage. Uh, James Franklin has left Vanderbilt. We know what Tennessee's doing. Right. So if you're Missouri, I mean, the, the window is open and they open it. But no, that wouldn't make sense in my little metaphor because if the window's already open, you don't have to open they it. Maybe you climb out, through and they? they peek their head out and win a second straight SEC East title. That's right. So I will say, just to redeem my dogs a little bit, they did really, they did lose to Georgia in the 2014. Yeah, they got whooped too. They got a whooped. They got they so, got a whooped. But then they turned around and went to Gainesville and beat Florida that yeah, next week, which exactly. was a really great win that yeah. they needed. And there was a couple of fun touchdowns that game too. Um, so, yeah, so things are looking good. And then what happens? Well, then sucky stuff. Sucky stuff. Yeah. And sucky off-field stuff, right. too. Go ahead and tell us about so, it. So, 2015, I actually don't have the dates for when. So, Gary Pinkle, like we said, he was there from 2001. He actually, fun fact, um, played at the same college as he played football with another SEC coach. A current coach or another? Like, current coach. I'm going to go with Sam Pittman. Good guess. Nick Saban. Oh, is that right? They were both at Kent State together That's and played football together. Yep. So okay. um, That's very cool. Yeah, definitely. So he um, has been there for a long time. Like this is his, I don't know, sometimes I think of coaches as like they have their team, like not all coaches are like this, but they have like their teams that they love. You know, like Spurrier has jumped around, but it was Florida, right? right? You know, right. Saban's jumped around, but Alabama. it's Alabama. Yeah. And I think for Gary Pinkle, that's how this is for him. It's Missouri. Like right. he devoted 14 years of his career there. Um, and he was diagnosed with, I think, leukemia. Um, and so he made the decision to retire at the end of the 2015 season. Um, also kind of looking at some stuff that happened off the field in 2015, there are a lot of racially charged incidences and protests all over the campus um and involved a lot of um or a lot of football players became involved in that making like saying we're not going to play if you don't fire the the university president we're going to boycott practices we're going to do this and that has got to take an effect on the team all of that roll it in and you get a five and seven season yeah and and this is also and, and this had been i think a year or two after michael sam who had graduated right i uh, had been an all sec player and after his time at missouri had uh come out as gay the and, first person in and, the nfl really and he had not been the it was in between the 
uh, into the his career and the draft. He was drafted in the seventh round. Oh, it was before the draft. Right, mm-hmm. right. But that didn't, uh, you know, and that's it. Kind of adds to the context of that. And then, you know, Ferguson. Um, and oh, the, was the that protests Ferguson? there. Well, Ferguson was, I think, in 2014. Okay, so that was so, still... But it's still, like, culturally, mm-hmm. it's something that is happening mm-hmm. all around the country. So you had that, and, and like you said, there was a lot of other student up, uh, you know, unrest that was occurring. Um, it, it, it did lead to a difficult time, and it was unfortunate for Missouri because they're coming off back-to-back division titles. Right, uh, and, right. And, you know, with... Gary Pinkle's illness, you know, that's tragic in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 2015 season was an offensive struggle. They only won one SEC game. Wow. Uh, they, and they started the season ranked um, or were ranked at some point uh, in the beginning of the year uh, and struggled to score as the year went along. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Pinkle retiring in essence uh if you're missouri you're at a point like in this decade first three years you know we found our sea legs quickly done a lot better than texas a&m granted a&m's in a tougher division how are we going to move forward and um you know if we make the right hire then we can certainly compete but you're talking not only like a change in philosophy with whoever comes in and coach, but it's also cultural change with Pinkle been there 14 years. Like you can't really erase that and, and go a different direction overnight. Right. Uh, you know, like I think there's, it sounded like there's some healing that needed to be done with that team and that program after that, maybe through that year and after that year. And that's what you really see in 2016 too, is just a year of, of rebuilding yeah you know and i think a lot of times the sec doesn't have a lot of grace for that no 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 whole rebuilding there's year. no margin for error right? ever but they did i mean that so tell me about who they hired they hired barry odom defensive guy um played at missouri played at missouri so he's a he's a home hire i think he was their coordinator yeah, uh the coordinator right. so he's, he's basically um uh, is going to be promoted to head coach i think it's a great hire because there you kind of continue on the uh, uh, the the atmosphere, the culture that Pinkold started. But obviously it's going to be different, and you've got to rebuild that offense. Odom's a defensive guy. They struggled 2015 to score, uh, and it's something that doesn't really turn around overnight. Uh, he loses his 10 of his first 12 SEC games. Um, which is obviously not a great start. Right. Uh, and really not until 2017 uh, when they beat Florida and Tennessee in consecutive weeks by a combined score of 95 to 33. Jeez. Not until then really do they start to see some offensive fruit. Mm. Um, and they had really good. Drew Locke as a quarterback mm-hmm. was an exceptional player for Missouri in these years, the Barry Odom years. So they had some good talent. Uh, and they start to find ways to score the ball, uh, but consistency is going to be difficult. Right, right. So, like you said, that 2017 season, they started off 0 and 4 in the SEC, but they won the last six of their regular season. Right. Um, and they got to go to a bowl. They were seven and six, and they went to the Texas Bowl, end up losing to Texas. Which again, how are you going to play Texas in the Texas Bowl? I know. Do they always play in the Texas Bowl? Well, it's not a great bowl. Oh, okay. It's not a very so, so Texas is in the Texas Bowl. It's like I guess it's like the Gator Bowl. Florida doesn't always play in the Gator Bowl. Right, right. Yeah. But it's not called the Florida Bowl. Right. You know? 
but it's <laughs> gators. A, it's close enough. I guess so. So you feel like Texas, if they end up at the Texas Bowl, they need to win that because it's name. They share the name with the bowl, and it's yeah, not. Yeah, that good. I mean, how are you going to play the? Yeah, it's like an incredible home field advantage, based a home name advantage. That's true. It's really tough to play that. Do you know who the offensive coordinator is for Barry Odom? Well, he's no longer the coach at Missouri, so I don't know. He was. Who was? Oh, who the, was at yeah. that point? <laughs> Come on. Work with me here. Uh, that was Josh Heupel. Yeah, yeah so who's current, now at Tennessee. Tennessee. I thought that was coach. interesting because I, I had not heard of Josh Heupel well, before. Well, welcome so. into that. Uh, yeah. So Josh Heupel was Oklahoma's quarterback when Bob Stoops won the national title. Oh, okay. So I was like in middle school. He's one of those names that when I first became self-aware of college football, and now he's like mid-40s and like a little overweight. Yeah. And I feel just very old. <laughs> um, no, so like the offense is, is working well because Heupel's runs a very, uh, uh, you know, Open, passing attack, uh, spread it out, throw it down the field. You're going to see that from Tennessee this year, uh, or at least they're going to try. Uh, so, yeah, Missouri, I mean, they're, they're scoring some points. And you got Drew Locke, like you said. That's it. Like, he's a good, he's a good solid quarterback. quarterback. And yes. that's what they, they need. He's playing in the NFL. Yeah, right. He's yeah. at the, what, Broncos? Broncos, yep. And, you know, I think he's – I think this was also when – Larry Roundtree was there. Good running back. He was yeah. a great running back. Yeah. Um, we missed talking about Maddie Mock. I wanted to talk about oh, him. Oh, Maddie. Maddie Mock. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, well. And, yeah, I have two. We'll go back and we'll do some, like, notable sure. people. Yeah. And we'll yeah. talk because I have some other things I have questions about, actually. Okay, so twenty. So moving on to 2018, Drew Locke is still there. They ended up 8-5, um, and five, a good season. Like, yep. it's a slow build, though, because this is number three season for Barry Odom. You finally get to an 8-5 and five season. You yeah. finish ranked number yeah. 23. You win at a number 11 Florida. You go to the Liberty Bowl. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's you're building. You're not where Gary Pinkle was in 2012, 2013, or, you know, at the beginning of the Missouri's run, but you're building. You're you're getting yes. there. Um, you know, in 2018, they, they won, their again, their last four games uh, by a combined score of 159 to 62. <laughs> I feel like when Missouri's hitting it, they are hitting it. And I that included so. a 21-point win at Florida. It was ranked 11th. Right. So uh, that's, a, you know, that's, a, that's a Florida team that played in the Peach Bowl uh, yeah. that year. So that's a really good Florida team. Um, so you're building, you're building, you're building. And I think things are looking up. And then we get to 2019 and we come to the first game of the year. And what is that? I question the decision-making of an SEC school. And I'm not sure if this had been decided or done before they came to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You're seeing what they, 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 they started. In 2018, they play Wyoming, which, sure, why not? But for some reason, they had scheduled that as a home-and-home. Home. Now, if you grant a team a home-and-home home series, you're looking at the, the computer here, the results as though like there's a smell with Wyoming. <laughs> 
Like, what does Wyoming smell like to you? Well, I'm to trying... me, it smells like cow poop. I mean, that's well, what first Wyoming I'm would like, smell Wyoming, like. Wyoming, because I thought you were going to be like they scheduled a real a number one ranked Notre Dame or something like that. If that ever happened, um, but also I was like Wyoming, why? Why, oh, why, clever. why Wyoming? And then I looked and it said it was at War Memorial St- Stadium in Laramie, Wyoming. That's right. That's right. I was like, where is Laramie? Way, by the way, uh, it's in Wyoming. Oh, uh, uh, do you know Wyoming's colors? No, I like know the, nothing you know about, about Wyoming. Abso- I, I need to show you why. It is, think UPS. Oh, is it poop brown? It's poop brown oh. and like yellow gold oh why laramie it's rough and i don't know why missouri agrees to play a home and home with wyoming but they do on their colors and they get their butt beat and wyoming made like a comeback and beat their butts in in the the first game of 2019 and this was again 2018 you you end so well and uh, then, they lose their bowl game. Uh, to who cares? Oklahoma but they, State, but I but mean, they won the last four. They beat Florida by twenty one. Okay, sure. So this like the narrative. Now you're like now you're building, 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 and then bleh, you lose to poop state Wyoming, <laughs> and it's just uh. And granted, they win their their next five games. They do. They don't really play many good teams in that stretch. No one's ranked. Things are looking. Um, I mean, you're 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 now five and one. Right. And then. Mm. Those doors come a calling. They go to Nashville and they lose. Or is that at Columbia? No, it's in Nashville. Oh, and they lose at Nashville. They have six home games in a row. So they go to Laramie, Wyoming, and then they're like, "I'm sorry, guys, that we took you to Laramie. We're going to give you six home games against no ranked teams." Yeah, I think they beat West Unranked Virginia. Unranked teams. Because yeah, I remember they beat, I, West, they beat Ole Miss. I remember I won some money in on South that. Carolina. I, I won some money on that West Virginia game on DraftKings. Oh, you did. I did. Yeah, Gosh. it was nice. Um, and then, yeah, and then you go to, and then they get themselves ranked even. Yeah, five and one. So, because you're five and one, go in your number 22, go to Nashville. They lose. I think they, they lose, lose the next week to Kentucky. Yep. Uh, and then it just. They got creamed in Lexington. Yeah. 29-7. Yeah. And, uh, so, and, and then you go, and then you have to go to Georgia and Florida. That was the night, uh, point of personal privilege. The twenty nine seven loss was the night that our car was robbed in Lexington oh, at the wow. wedding. Oh, it was probably a Missouri fan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you we know, were... they brought their Midwestern sensibilities, and they looked at it very rationally, and they're like, "If I steal this my purse, empty purse in the front seat." <laughs> Golly, I feel like okay. So we're not talking that long ago because that was not that long. It's 2019. We are dealing yeah, with those are. numbers. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, and then they have to go to Georgia, and then they have to go to Florida. And yeah, it's not going to end good. Um, or beat really bad. I don't know if I should say creamed. And then they even lose to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, how embarrassing is that? Right. Really? I mean, Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee. They end. So yeah. So then you end. 2019 six and six and then you have a bowl band band <laughs> you have a bowl band they get they brought a band in to play their bowl game <laughs> what kind of band's gonna play from missouri they just play on bowls that's all the band is it's just a bunch of like cereal bowl and a big bowl. <laughs> what Maybe they were banned from playing in a bowl game. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Thank you. So, yes, they were 
they had some NCAA violations. I mean, it happens to all of it us. It happens. It happens, but um, and so they couldn't even play in a bowl that year. Not that they. So they're were like, able this to. band sucks so much. That we're gonna fire Barry Odom. Yeah. What do you I think, think about that? I think fire? it's harsh. I think it's harsh. I think that you had a, you know, when I think this came down to like two or three games. And, you know, if they went go seven and five or eight and four, you're not going to fire them. And I just, I think it was a little quick. You know, but you're good, but you start going up. And then if your peak is eight and five, you can't make it in the SEC, even in the East. Oh, you know, yeah, and you can. Yeah, you can. You don't <laughs> want <called> to. <laughs> So it's maybe this was if Vandy went eight and five every year, they would make that coach the chancellor of the university. <laughs> they would make them king of country music in Nashville. You know they would. Okay, fair. But compared, Kentucky's never had an eleven and three, twelve. They have. I'm sorry, but those programs have not had the Gary Pinkle years. Sure, yeah. You know, like yeah. it is just a different culture with each of these schools. Which again is why. Yeah, we're doing but I don't this. think Missouri. I think Missouri has the same i think if you are winning eight games a year in the sec in missouri i think that's good enough right. for missouri i don't it, know what missouri fans think i know all three of you in missouri that listen to our podcast uh can maybe tell me otherwise but i so i why don't do you think, think he did I, it why do you think he got fired do you think it was the ncaa violation well i don't know if it's that and, and maybe it's just that you didn't see the momentum that you needed to see. I think, I don't know why he got fired. I think it was a little quick. Now, maybe there's something we're missing. I mean, but I think, it was, be, little, but I think I it was a little it, quick. I think it was you didn't see the momentum. I, you know, you go six and six that year and you have those dumb losses to like in Laramie. Maybe that was really traumatic <laughs> for them. It was really tough to go to I Laramie mean, and lose. I mean, if you're going to go to Wyoming. I don't I really know. Wanna... I see it. I I see it. Okay. You know, like if you're coming, well, you can see that. Sure. Yeah, okay. because if you're coming off of like Gary Pinkle, those years were the best Missouri's had. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like that is the best their program has ever seen. Sure. And if you're going off of that, like you're not going to be satisfied. Whether well, no, you should the, be or not, sure. I don't know, but you're you just not. You not be satisfied, but I think if you have another year of six and six, they were going the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. In 2018 mm-hmm. and then 2019, they start to dip. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2018, here's another example. Well, they go eight and five. Mm-hmm. They're one of those losses they lose on the last play of the game to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they win that, they go nine and four. I right. mean, and that is like the typical Gary Pinkle year. I think it was too quick. We'll see how they do with Oh, Eli, but, you know, down the road. But I think it was too quick. That's my stance. Also, you know, that Josh Heupel left earlier, left left after, right. and they got Derek Dooley. Oh, Who is just is not It's not like the a, Grim Reaper <laughs> walked in. Is, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, as their offensive coordinator. So, yeah. anyways, they're well, all gone. And Barry Odom goes to Arkansas. He's their defensive coordinator. That's now. right. He's probably, but you know, it kind of makes. I always feel sad when these people or who, Arkansas, right? Um, for these people who like play at a school and then they come and coach that school, and I'm like, this must be your dream. And then then they get fired. And then I, they get fired. I feel bad about that. And too. so I feel bad about Barry Odom because I wonder if he was like, this is my dream right. to coach at the school, or maybe not. I don't know, but I'm sure he's doing well. He might be one of those people that's just a better coordinator than. Maybe head coach. He wasn't a bad coach. Maybe he didn't get along I'm with the I'm on AD. the Barry Odom fan club. You know why? His why? initials, B.O. That's right. That's yours. He's my, he's my boy right there, B.O.'s. Yeah. Got to stick together. Me, Barry Odom, and Barack Obama. 
There you go. So quite a team. And your wife, but that's fine. Oh, that's right. You can be in our team too. <laughs> I adopted the BO. You did. You got all the got BO. Yeah, well done. Um, all right, can I kind of revert back? So we're done with 2019. We'll get into 2020. I want to revert back and talk about some people. Okay, talk missed. about people. Yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about um, James Franklin and Michael Sams. Yes, um, but Michael also- Sam. There's only one of them. There's only one? Yeah, there's oh, only I one. I wrote two. Okay. Um, and then Drew Locke um, and Larry Roundtree. Right. Those are all really their big names over the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, but also they had a quarterback in 2013, 2014. Big years for them, if we remember. Yeah. Um, named Maddie Mock. Maddie Mock. I remember Maddie Mock. Sounds like a character on a Nickelodeon show. And now you think he had a faux hawk? Mohawk? Was that, is that what happened? Maddie Mock with the mohawk. Um, whatever happened to Maddie Mark? I don't know. Well, don't you remember? What happened? So in- no, wait. He transferred to Eastern <laughs> Kentucky. That's right. Richmond, an eternal colonel. So why, if he had such good, like those are really he good years dr- for him. He had some drug issues. Yeah, yeah they found stuff. a video of him, and he was doing what? Doing some stuff with some quote unquote white stuff. What does that even mean? Oh, well, I'll explain it, it to you means. later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I Maddie Mock was kind of a character. Okay. In my mind, from what I remember. Maybe it was more just I was super annoyed when he came and beat Georgia. I really don't have any memory. But we were currently living in Richmond okay. at the time, which sure. is why we also remember Maddie Mock. He came to Eastern. Because yeah. we lived right next to Eastern Kentucky, right. and you were like, Maddie Mock is here. And I was like, what? the heck why is he in this town because he was like a big name in sec football they were really good it was just weird that is my personal memory of maddie mock because he came to eastern i wonder what maddie mock's doing now i don't know i don't know i'll probably look that up actually and then okay so this is one of my questions so um two big names more in like the early when they were not in the sec um, James Franklin, who we talked about, and Henry Josie, I think is how you say it. Okay. Um, they were both like really good for in those early, not early, but those mid Gary Pinkle years. And I was like, huh, I wonder what they're doing. And so I was looking up a couple of players, and they're all in Canada. Okay. They're all in the Canadian football, football league. league. Yeah. What do you know about the Canadian Football League? Uh, nothing. Can I tell you some of these names of these teams? Okay. In the in the football league. Sure. Okay. Um, as you can tell, I <laughs> <laughs> click, 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 click. All right. Um, okay. Gosh, why is this? I'm sorry. I had a really a lot better. Well, these better be some good names. <laughs> they are. I mean, we're all... Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I like that. They sound spicy. Um, Edmonton Elks. Okay. Calgary Stampeders. Uh, we have a theme. Toronto Argonauts. Okay, I've heard of them. Ottawa Red Blacks. What does that even I mean? I don't know. <laughs> Montreal Alouettes. Oh, I have heard of them. Montreal. And the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, Tiger Cats. Isn't that fun? Those are such fun names. I'm going with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I know that one. That one I think it sounds the spiciest. So, so Missouri's got a pipeline to the Canadian football, right? So, like one of these is on the Tim Hortons field. Oh, of course. I mean, we're getting super Canada here. It has some poutine at halftime. Oh. <laughs> and then look, there's a Commonwealth Stadium. 
Ah, uh, rest R. in peace. Never forget to Kentucky. No, the Krogers. Um. Anyways, I is there a connection between Missouri and Canada? This is my question. I feel like Missouri is like, um, you know, I, I feel like if Canada had to adopt a state, it would be Missouri. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, besides the fact Maybe that they already did. That's sounds, what I'm saying. It sounds like they've already taken them. That's what I'm saying. For All right. Sure. Let's do best moments, worst moments. All right. Best. I'm going with Athens in 2013. <sighs> The tail whipping they put on Georgia, forty-one twenty-six. Yeah, that's hard not to. I mean, that was definitely a runner-up to me. Yeah. For my, for me, and I. What do you I, have? I went beyond the SEC. Um, their SEC years in twenty ten, they um were doing really good that year, right? That was ten and three, and they beat a number one Oklahoma, um, thirty-six to twenty-nine, and it was, um, amazing. Like the way they won that, and how they win. I don't know. I don't do plays. You know that. And don't even test me. I can't tell you. They well, threw you the said ball it was amazing. The... It was. I watched I it, but I can't convert that into words. Okay. All right. That's why you're here. You well, do I don't that. remember that game. I wasn't. You should look it up. Missouri they all SEC. like swarmed the field. It was a big was deal for everybody. Swarming the field. Yes. It was a big deal for, for Missouri fans, not Oklahoma fans, because Oklahoma was number one. Yeah. And um, they still talk about that game. All me and my Missouri fans. Game day was there. Okay, anyways, I'm not even going to try anymore. That's my number one moment, even though I did have that Georgia game. That's yeah, number to two, but that. you couldn't put that right. because, yeah. Worst moment. I, of course, it is the loss at Laramie. <laughs> uh, tough times. So that's what I'm going for for their worst moment. Um, I don't know if I really agree with my worst moment now because I put the, I put the South Carolina, um, loss in twenty thirteen. Um, oh, were there one? There one loss. Yeah, because that was just yeah. the one loss. It was in two overtimes, and I feel like anytime you lose to South Carolina, isn't that your worst day? It is. It is a bad so, day. So, um, I'll I guess I'll stick with that one. Okay, uh, who's their top rival? See, this one was hard for me. Um. I I chose Nebraska. You told me something about Kansas. Kansas was in there. Yeah. So, but if I had to choose SEC, I'm going to have to go with Arkansas. Okay. It's their cross-divisional. Yeah. Opponent. Yeah. I'm going with their top rival is Breaking Streaks. Oh. You know, I couldn't really think of a team. Yeah. Like, I mean, who's like Kentucky or right. Vanderbilt? I mean, and I think that's part of going back to the beginning. Like, how do they get to be SEC? Right. Right. I mean, where do they fit? Like, what is their niche? You know, uh, it's not really with a team. There's not one team that you think, oh, it's that Missouri-Arkansas game. I'm right. really going to, like, watch that all year and get excited by. I mean, it's kind of like if you're a new kid on the playground and you, like, want to play – touch football with everybody you need to have like that friend that's like yeah come on i love playing with this guy and like invite them in and i feel like nobody's done that for yeah. missouri yeah don't you feel bad for them now not really no <laughs> i don't i can't say nobody's be like i'll be your rival i hate you just as much as you hate because like if i'm arkansas i have like four different four other teams that i like even though drinkowitz will Talk about him here a little bit more in a second. He has come in swinging at Arkansas a little bit, but uh, it just it, it there's not really much there. So, but looking at their games though, the consistency and breaking streaks is really impressive in the Barry Odom era. Okay, 2016. 
They had a five-game losing streak and a six, uh, and then in that period had six losses out of seven. Mm-hmm. So not great, right? 2017, they had a five-game losing streak and then followed it immediately with a six-game winning streak. Yeah. Okay, 2018, they lost three in a row at one point, and then, uh, or they won three in a row, then they lost three in a row, and then they said, okay, we're going to win four out of our next five. Okay, mm-hmm. and in 2019, uh, they had a five-game winning streak after the, the loss at Laramie, mm-hmm. uh, and then they had five games that they lost in a row. You think they just work on momentum? I don't know. It seems that way. <laughs> it seems it's like, like let's let's get a little bit more variety right. in Columbia, but right. it, it was not the case. All right, 2020. So uh, Missouri hires uh, Eliah Drinkowitz, and you're like, what is uh, what it, is an Eliah Drinkowitz? There's no vowel between drink and wits. I know. That's the thing is it's like is you it, think it'd be Drinkwitz. But it's it's not. It's uh, from all that I've heard pronounced. It's Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz. I guess if you Drinkwitz. 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 So he came from App State. Appy State. He was just there for a year. So he was. Uh, I want to. I don't know this for sure. I'm just going to say it, and we'll just assume it's true that he was the offensive coordinator under Scott Satterfield at Appalachian State, who okay. left Appalachian State to go coach at Louisville. Okay. So he's Louisville's new coach who replaced Bobby Petrino. Right. Um, after his variety of misdeeds uh, that we have covered in uh, podcasts in the past. Uh, but in any case, uh, offensive, uh, Appalachian State offensive juggernaut in their conference uh, really has come into its own as a, a good program. And uh, Drinkowitz, a young guy, still is, is late 30s. Um, you know, people really viewed it as a as a good hire um, because it's it's somebody that um, is an up and comer, and I think if you're Missouri, that's kind of what you're going to be doing. You're going to want to hire a uh, up and coming coordinator that if you hit it, hit a home run with it. This is kind of what SEC mid mid level SEC teams I think should do. Is that if you get a guy up and coming that does great, you hit it great for about five years, and then they go off and they coach a, a better program, mm-hmm. and then you kind of have to pick up the pieces then. And I think that's kind of where Drinkowitz. I think that's the hope for Missouri is that you know maybe he decides, hey, I'm going to stay there, and they're going to be an eight win program every year. Um, but they they start good first year, five and five. I mean, great. I mean, remember, this is a COVID all year. SEC schedule. All SEC, that's um, really good. And lost their first two games uh, right. to Alabama and Tennessee. So they win seven of their, or five of the last seven, or five of the last eight. Um, two of those in the West? Yeah, and beat LSU. That's kind of their, their signature win from last year. LSU team that was down. Uh, but this is a, they, they, it's a good season. And I think the, the, the momentum going into the next year, was kind of hit by the the last game. They lost uh, quite convincingly to Mississippi State, Mm 51-32. But, I mean, and they get COVIDed for the bowl game. Mm -hmm. But it's a a good good first step, I think. It's some some good positive energy from Drinkwitz uh, and Missouri. Uh, They found a quarterback by the end of the year, Connor Basilak, who – who is shows some promise for mm-hmm. the future. They're going to have to replace Larry Roundtree. Uh, they're going to have to replace some really good players on defense. 
but there's no reason to believe if we look toward 2021, there's no reason to believe that Missouri can't win eight games this year and, and start to really uh, establish itself as that third or fourth best team in the East. And maybe you can punch above yourself every now and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll talk more in the more in future episodes about like where we're looking for them for 2021. But yeah, I mean, they're hopefully on the up. And if they were five and five last season, then I think we definitely can look for an eight win season. Yeah, I think that the the games to watch their their non conference schedule is pretty weak. Uh, the really the toughest game there is a road game at Boston College. Uh, but the, the big stretch, I think, is the last three games where they'll play South Carolina and Florida at home, and then they'll be at Arkansas. And if they can win two out of the three, I bet they get to eight wins. But we'll see. You never know. It's always exciting know. to see how things turn out. So that is our look at Missouri uh, and all the joy and, and wonderful times that it can bring us. Uh, any last thoughts about Missouri before we, we get out of here? Um. No, you know, maybe they need a fun like name rivalry, you know, like the Rattlesnake Classic, like we named last oh, time right. or yeah. the world's largest cocktail party or the play, Egg Bowl. I think they should play Wyoming every year. And I think that's what you what, what do you, you call it? The poop. The that, poop that's the poop. Bowl. That's the poop bowl. I'm telling you again, look at Wyoming's colors and you will have to rush to your nearby toilet because it's just some subliminal. Jeez. It's tough. It, it is tough. All right, well, that's Missouri. Uh, where are we going next? I think South Carolina. We are headed to the other Columbia. Uh, to, look at that. How about it? Uh, to tackle South Carolina and what is the uh, runaway freight train of awesomeness that South oh, Carolina gosh. Gamecock football can bring us. As a Georgia fan, it is your favorite game of the year. Mm, thorn in my side, but we will dig into it next time. That's right. So I'm Ben. And I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. Bye.